Yo, this is Fred, the Hammer Williamson. I'm here to tell you about the LC and the Jack Show. You know what I'm saying? You want the real deal? You want the real, honest opinion from the guests? Listen to this show. You will get informed. I don't know what you do with it after you get it, but you will be informed. All right? LC and Jack Show. Check it out. Ciao. are listening to the LC and Jack radio show live from New York and now here are your hosts LC and Jack Welcome to the LC and Jack radio show with your man, LC, holding it down. Give us a shout here in the studio. You can reach us at area code 347-843-4738. Up close and personal, Urban Talk Radio. Well, we thank you for joining us for another edition of the show. We're uh, enjoying summer. We're right in the thick of it. Hopefully, you are enjoying your summer as well. So, with the summer comes heat, and we have a guest that definitely is going to heat up the phone, heat up the smartphone, heat up <laughs> the computer. Whatever you're listening to the show on, he's definitely going to heat it up. Every time he comes on, this is actually the second time coming on the show, I'm sure... He's going to say something that's going to kill our stomachs, in a good way, that is. He's a funny dude, but he's serious in what he says. Honesty is is definitely his his point of view, which is all good. You know where he's coming from. He's straight, hardcore, as they say. So it's, so it's just great that uh, he joins the show. And I guess uh, I should let the cat out of the bag. Our guest this evening is... None other than Fred Bahamut Williamson. He is, of course, legendary actor, producer, writer, and athlete. Yes, athlete. For all those young heads that don't go back that far, he was, his name, the Hammer, comes from the massive hits that he used to put on the receivers. So... He's definitely going to, uh, we're going to cover a lot, as, as much as we can cover. So we're so pleased, again, to welcome to the show, Fred the Hammer Williamson. Well, Fred, up, welcome dude? back to the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, you missed, you missed one statistic, dog. What did I miss? College, college graduate. Oh, yes. No doubt about that. Yes, you are definitely a graduate. My apologies. That's uh, that is important. I, I, it's okay. I correct you, Northwestern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You are the, the man. I tell you, you're still hitting them hard. And uh, thanks, thanks again for for joining us again for uh, another edition of the show. It's been, I want to say, two or three years since we last spoke yeah. to you. Yeah. And and during that time, I know you've been shooting a lot of different movies. Exactly. And um, tell the audience for those young heads that may not be familiar with you uh, a little bit about. Uh, and I know you played. Uh, you started off with the Oakland Raiders. Started with the uh, Oakland Raiders. And, went to, got trained, traded to Kansas City Chiefs. Went to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl one, Super Bowl fifty anniversary is coming up in two sixteen, so that's going to be a pretty big deal. So played in the first Super Bowl, Kansas City against Green Bay, made All Pro five or six times, who knows? Uh, intercepted forty two, forty one interceptions. So I, you know, I did my job, I did my thing. I was All Pro five years, so it was, it's all good. And that's another, it. another accomplishment, you know, you 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 reach a goal, you set you set goals, and and you work hard to get them. They don't come mm. to you. You have to. You have to work hard to get them. No doubt about it. You um, did. You have a chance to to work with uh, the Al Davis. Al Davis. I, I'm an original Raider. Al Davis was was a coach with the Raiders when I was there. The man was a genius. He was a genius. A coach. Guy knew. He knew everything about football. He kind of lost his way once the NFL sort of disappointed him. And then his whole. Uh, motive operandi became to get even with the National Football League owners because they had did him dirty and so he intended to get him back so he became a different kind of coach once that happened yeah he um, gave him a lot of credit like you said one of the, the originals teams yep that's he's part of the NFL yep he's a genius but once once they they did what they did to him and he said I'm moving the Raiders and he did it only to upset them, and they, he moved the Raiders to L.A. They sued him. He sued them back, and he won the case. He won $50 million, and he went back to Oakland. But uh, they had they, they had agreed to merge behind his back because he didn't want to merge with the NFL. He wanted to stay AFL. Mm-hmm. But they did, it behind his, they did it behind his back, and that they did it after they had made him commissioner of the American Football League. So once they merged, they fired him and made Pete Rozelle the commissioner so he was very upset by all that wow okay you just gave me some knowledge uh, some information I didn't even know yeah that's that's what happened wow wow I tell you knowledge is power as they say so thank you for blessing us with that information tell us you were the original um, cover the DB back that everyone feared football is really not like that now but you would have well, shut see, down corner at that well, point. Well, shut down corner back in the day had a little, you know, if you were fast and you were big, which I was the biggest DB ever played a game. I played it at 225. So my 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 mentality was, why should I have to cover you? I'm just going to knock you down. So <laughs> if I knock you down, I don't have to cover you. So I don't care how fast you are. If I'm knocking you down, your speed don't mean nothing to me. But back in the day, you could hit a, a, a pass receiver all the way down the field until the ball was in the air. Once the ball was in there, you couldn't touch him. Once I retired, they changed the rule. The rule now is you can't touch him after five yards. So the guy has a free run down the field now, the uh, the pass receiver. But before, your job was to get past me. Catching the ball was secondary. You couldn't get past me. And 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 so that was you. You really started what they call a shutdown quarter, as you say. Now. 
start calling. Yep. Bump and run, they start calling. Yep, bump and run. Airport, I didn't get out of your way. I made a collision. It was a collision between me and you <laughs> all the way down the field. <laughs> you attacked that receiver, right? You really couldn't even get down the field. That's with a hammer. You know, you got a, you got forearms in the in the chest, across your temple. You're getting everything. You're getting hit everywhere by the hammer. What's your impressions about who they call, I guess, the best, at least, shutdown corner in these times, uh, Darrell Revis? Well, most of those guys are self-appointed, you know. I mean, the guy, it's the position in the corner, you can be a hero and a goat all in the same game. You make you make one bad play. But what, what I don't get is how can a guy get beat five yards and ten yards down the field and he's making $3 million. Even you can go out there and play and make $3 million and get beat by 10 yards. <laughs> you ain't lying about that one. And you These take the $3 million and you won't be mad. Money. You won't be mad. You take the $3 million and you won't be mad. You ain't lying about that. Yeah, the money in sports these days, Fred, is off the charts. We're in the wrong. I'm in the wrong well, business. The way they negotiate now, you are as good as your agent can negotiate. That's how good you are. It's based on how much money you make is, it, is, is how valuable you are to a team, which is ridiculous. You should be paid based on your value to the team because of your ability. Back in the day, we couldn't even have any agency. They closed the door on you. You go and brought an agent, they closed the door. They didn't have an agent until they had the strike. Once the strike was over, which is like the early, early 80s, then right. they started allowing agents to come in. But before that, there was no agent, man. You're sitting in the room face-to-face talking to them. Some guy has got $90 million in his, in his pocket and he's talking to you like your kids, you know? So we, uh, you know, you had to be a rebel back in the day. But you definitely changed the game. Um, these brothers nowadays really should reach back to you. Well, it seems like it's starting no. to change, but no, they, they, they should be man. thanking. They should be thanking no, y'all. No, it ain't happening. The, the, present, the present day players don't care nothing about the retired athletes. They don't care nothing about the veterans. They, they, care, they could care less. They're making their money. They don't even run together. These guys don't even party together. They don't run together. Back in the day, we'd go into a town. If we were Raiders. We'd go into Boston. The guys, the team would come by. We'd come in like on a Friday. They would pick us all up at the hotel, take us to their house, and they'd have a party. Then on Sunday, we'd try to beat each other to death. That was a camaraderie because we played for respect. We played for the pride. We wouldn't play for the money because we weren't making any money. So we right. played just for the respect of being called a professional. That that is that's low on the totem pole today. Is there despite I guess the way that the players are these days, is there any what we call throwback players that you, you would say, you know what, that that brother I respect him as a as a as a professional football player on and off the field. We all back in the day man, we had a whole lot of respect for each other. Because that's all we had, you know. Guys were making any money, so you had to respect the guys. You know that if a guy made the team, he, you automatically give him respect. Because you didn't have no agent, he had to perform. You know, you got a bad leg, a bad knee, you better not even show that you limp. You got a bad leg. You play with a bad knee, a bad leg. That's the way it was, man. You know, so everybody who played back in the day, old school, I got maximum respect for all of them. Right, but anybody now, Fred, that you would. You would you would say you know he's a hell of a player. He could play when you played, and he besides playing now. Yeah, but I mean, life ain't all about 
football. It ain't all about what you do when you play the game. It, it, it's your whole life. It's how you live your life. It's not just you buying uh, a house with 25 bedrooms and, and it's only you and you got 18 cars in the garage and uh, 500 suits. You know, that don't make you a great guy. It don't even make you a ball player, a great ball player. It means that you got a good negotiator somewhere. Right. So the level of, of, of describing how a guy is, it has to be a complete picture, man. It has to be this total thing. It ain't about just playing the game. It's about what you do with your, with your popularity. How do you help your neighborhood? Are you popular in your neighborhood? Are you doing something to help your neighborhood? To me, that's what it's about. I agree. Totally agree with you. I definitely uh, concur with that sentiment. That's why I asked you those questions. And, you know, I was always asked, you know, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, ball players, baseball, you know, football on, and asked them the same questions. And, and the response is, is, you'd be surprised, kind of similar to what you just said. So no, I'd be um, shocked. I'd be shocked because yeah. I ain't seen it. I, if they feel that way, why aren't most of them doing it? Well, I would say for their defense, there are some of them. I'll give you a name. He he just retired uh, several years back, not too long ago. But I, I think definitely would fit what you're talking about, a throwback type player on and off the field is Curtis Martin. Yeah, we old school, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, Curtis Martin, I don't think, you know. I don't think Curtis made $20 million like some of these guys make $8 million. He didn't make that. No, nah, he didn't make school. Yeah. He's old school. So old school mentality is different, man. Yep, 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 definitely, definitely. So, but uh, give us us an idea. You you had a chance to work with some great actors. Is there any, which, is there anyone in particular out there that, you say, you know what? I haven't had the opportunity to work with that uh, young lady or or a or, or young man, or and uh, I'd like to. I work with do... I work with any I work with any young lady that says yes. <laughs> is it, is there anybody out there, a Denzel, or anybody out there that you no, want to no. work with that you haven't? No, if it, listen. If, if you look at all the movies, the kind of movies that they make, everybody is copying the Hammer style. They're copying me, man. Denzel tried to do American Gangster, which was Black Caesar. Uh, Quentin Tarantino did uh, Inglorious Bastards, and I'd already did Inglorious Bastards in 1976. So how, how am I going to work with somebody that's imitating me? Right. Okay. All right. Well, just ask, just asking the questions out you know, there for our here's audience. How go, here's how I go. For the first ten years, they said, "Give me Fred Williamson." The second ten years, give me somebody that looked like Fred Williamson. The next 10 years after that, who is Fred Williams? Let's start all over again, dude. I, I got you. I got you. You know, we, we got you here. All right. So with that said, you've worked with the lovely Pam Greer. Tell us, t- tell us, tell us that experience. Smells good. Tastes good. Sweet girl. My man Brett loves you to death, my my partner. I'm sure he he'd love to hear that. Yeah, he, yeah well, he's can, actually on the line. Yeah, yes, I can. I just feel. Yes, she, sir. She, How you doing, she, Mr. Fred? The hammer. How you doing, dog? What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Well, well, Pam is 
Love Pam. Actually, saw her on an interview not too long ago. She still looks great. Yeah, yeah. And um, I know, um, and, and we, we talked briefly off the air, but uh, I know you're going to be having a sequel coming up. So why don't we tell the audience a little bit, uh, the original Gangsters sequel that's coming up, uh, who's going to be in it. Uh, just give us some backdrop on it for the listeners. So I've, been, that, I'm trying to, I've been trying to put it together for so long, man. It's ridiculous, the fact that I've been trying to put this thing together. So I haven't got all the cash yet. But, I mean, the cast is, is I mean, it's Jim Brown, Pam Greer, Richard Roundtree, um, Bernie Casey, Antonio Fargus, Robert Forster. I mean, it's a full house. It's a, it's a win-win situation. Budget is a million bucks, and I can't find a budget for a million bucks. Ridiculous. Man, well, you know what? I just met Mr. Antonio Gelini out there in L.A. Maybe we can um, present it to him, see what can happen. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a little connected with Hollywood there, Mr. Williamson. I understand. I understand. That's what it takes. Take somebody, Look, take somebody you, to you inspired. You inspired me the last time you was on the show, and uh, I've been doing my Hollywood thing, and yeah. You're looking at me like the lead, the lead on making something happen. So since you said that's that, it. I'm that, going to be going to uh, this family award um, show August 27th out in L.A. And I'll right. definitely drop it on them. So if yeah, you can well, give me a proposal, well, maybe we can hand it over and see what we can do. Because I would love to well, be a part of that. Ask, ask them if they'd be interested. The budget is a million bucks. Yeah. And, and oh, I mean, the first one I did... Original Gangsters was only out three weeks. Orion filed bankruptcy, but in that three-week period, the movie almost made thirty million dollars. That's unbelievable. But Orion, Orion filed bankruptcy and sold the whole kitten caboodle of all their movie library to Warner Brothers. So now Warner Brothers is just sitting on it. They don't want it. They're not interested in doing a sequel. So, hey, I move on. I do other pictures. I've, I've done. Almost eight pictures since then, man. So <laughs> sooner or later, I, I'll get it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean the movie was great, classic yeah. movie. Original this one has, has a boxing background. Jim and Pam now live in Gary, and they own a boxing club, and they have a really good prospect. It looks like it's going to be something. And the guys who run the run the boat casino out at the, in the boat are, are the bad guys. So they come, they want to buy the fighter from Jim. And Pam, they don't want to sell, so they send some some of their muscle down there to try to convince them that they should sell. Mistake. Shouldn't they shouldn't have done that? <laughs> I love it already. Don't tell us anymore. But you, <laughs> but we we know that's coming out, and we'll have you back on the show once once that. Yeah, yeah. Date come is, up tomorrow. Close. Tomorrow I'm leaving to uh, I'm leaving for Rome, Italy. The mom doing a film called The Last Hit Man with Franco Nero and myself. The movie, uh, I'll be shooting that in, in Rome in about two or three weeks. Beautiful. Wow. Tell, tell the audience, how many, how many languages do you speak? I speak three languages. No, maybe four if you, if you call, if you, if you include soul. Yo, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? That's a language, too. That's that New York soul. Good job. That's, that's Chicago, homeboy. Yeah, Chicago, New York. Connected to the pipeline. That's it, dude. Oh, man. That's awesome. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. It's all good, man. You know, you keep you keep trudging. You keep trying to do moving forward. You know, you, you don't look back. You keep forward. Somebody said no. You just move on to the next project. 
to go back to somebody else, they say no. You keep moving to the project. I mean, that's it ain't it. like it ain't like uh, I'm giving up because that's not my it's not my mentality. It's not my lifestyle. I'll get the picture made. I mean, I get it made exactly when I want to. But in the meantime, I'm still doing my thing. I hear that. Well, and that's it. And that's the way you do it. Nothing like like uh, they say in life. You're gonna have some 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 times where you know you gotta wait. Time is everything. Yeah. So it'll happen. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, so we look forward to that. And we'll have you back once that's ready. We'll definitely right. have you back, or even before that. No Who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah, no tell, doubt. Tell tell us about. Um, and I gotta take a step back, my brother. And and I should have did this in the opening. But better late than never. Congratulations on your Pioneer Award uh, from the Toronto Black Film Festival. Congratulations, yeah. first ever. Yeah. Well, you know what happens, man. You uh, you, just, you you never know who's watching you. You know, so you got to play your you got to play your hand the way that you feel is right all the time, and if what you do turns out to be right, then that's a good thing. So when they call me to get this award, it, it just surprises me because. You don't realize how many people are watching you or how many people are watching me when I do, you know, so it's a mm-hmm. good thing. It, it's, it, it shows that it's motivational and, and, you know, people can be a success just with the right attitude because it's about attitude. That's right. It's all about attitude. And like you said, so it's so true. You, you're out there doing your thing. And I I, I really think and you you may not agree, but you are inspiring some of these. Well, you see, you know, you're inspiring people of all nationalities. Yeah, but I, and, you know, I, I'm telling you, I agree. It happens. I mean, I see sometimes I'm at the airport, man. Guys, you run up to me, 35 years old, 40 years old, saying, "Man, I hate you." I said, "Why? Well, what's your problem, man?" I said, "My old my old man used to throw your name in my face all the time. You gotta be like him or be like him, man. Guys are successful." <laughs> successful athlete he went to college he graduated so be like him he said but I love you man thank you so that's that's the way it comes at me well, I, I like the way you during the times and I, I talked about this to a uh, a brother the other day uh, yourself and Jim and other and, and, and a lot of people during that time not a lot I'll say a select few yeah. that really persevered through the 60s and 70s when things were yeah. very difficult, man, for us. Yeah. Yeah, but very difficult. But the difficulty created motivation. You know, how do you yes. tell me that I can't do this? Maybe I can't do it right now, but when I come back in about a week, I'm going to have it down. And if I don't have it then, down then, I'll be back in another week, and I'm going to have it then. Then when I get it, I'm going to own you. Yeah, but it was it was diff. I mean, when you see some of these movies, I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, The Express with Ernie Davis. Yeah. I don't know if you saw yeah. that movie. Just no, for, I know just, about. It. Well, the it, the it talked about what he had to go through and and what you know when he went to Syracuse University. Yeah, but Jim and, Jim went there before him, and Jim had it even worse than he did. I know. I, I was just going to say that. But for me, again, I'm for me to see what he went through, I, and I said it was a hundred times worse than what yeah. than, than what Jim went to. And and um, but you know, just seeing that 
like I said, and, and some people nowadays seeing that, like, wow. That, yeah, well, what um, day is your mind? Because I went to Northwestern. I was the first black athlete to go to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. My story is, 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 a, is a monster story. But I had to be, like, the villain. Because anytime you do something different and change things, you become the villain. Right. So I had to live as a villain almost in my whole damn life living as a villain because you're the one who refused to say to take the no and you push forward and you and you go against the grain you become villainized yes yes no doubt about it no doubt about it but i i, I tell you you've uh, made it a tremendous impact and keep doing what you do my brother you just you're paving you, you're paving the way for through through your work through, through what you doing you well I don't know any other way yeah I don't know any other way I don't know any other way yeah you're doing it what about the internet how is that has that changed how you do business I have nothing I don't Twitter I don't, I don't do none of that stuff man I don't even shoot digital I'm still a 35 millimeter guy dude really oh yeah I ain't shooting digital wow any reason why it doesn't have the same effect. It doesn't have the same feel. The edges are not as sharp. There's soft edges in the digital. It's just, I mean, I mean, it's affecting the negative part of the business now. These guys are going to Walmart, buying cameras, and calling themselves movie producers, and they're shooting films, and they're selling them to HBO and Showtime for $10,000 because Showtime needs to show movies at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. But what that has done is up the ante for so-called independent films. Now they got to make them at a little bigger budget. They got to put some stars in the film to make it a profitable film. Independent business is suffering because of this digital junk that's being made. Mm. Okay. Wow. That's, I'm glad you're shedding some light on on this. I was I was always thinking that the independent was the way for for everyone to. To do their thing. Yeah, but I didn't say that. What I've said is that the independent industry has now been forced to up the ante. They can't make small, low-budget films anymore because they're now being bastardized by these guys making these little these, these cameras that they buy at, at Walmart and make movies with them. Somebody made a movie with it with, with an iPhone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is hurting the independent. That's hurting the independent business because now. Independent has to make bigger budget films and get some stars in their film in order to not be over overwhelmed by these cheap looking movies. I got you, got you. I understand exactly what you're saying. Wow, make making it harder. As yes, you said. making it harder. Making it harder. What about um, we had a uh, a gentleman on the, on the line who does his stuff via the internet. A lot of his shows. Um. I know you don't touch it, but do you think that's an avenue that you could pursue with some of your movies in addition to the outlets that you do now? Well, I mean, eventually they all they all get there, but I mean, the first the first is the big screen, and after that, it's uh, Netflix because Netflix is paying big bucks now. So the internet is internet is like uh, when the picture is fifteen, twenty years old, right? It, but that's when you've already you just you know, if money comes to the mailbox and you go, oh, here's a check, you're surprised by it. That's not, that's not a way to go to try to be a, a big success in it. I got you. So, so Netflix, though, for 
for do you, do you, do you think that's a good entity because they're coming oh, out yeah. with their own oh, movies? Yeah. They're coming out oh, with yeah. their that's, own facades. But no, it is. They pay big bucks. They buy they buy they buy films and they pay big bucks for films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Netflix is changing cable. I tell you that. But you're not but you're not seeing a lot of digital films on Netflix. You know, you're seeing real movies. Right. I got you. No, I definitely, I, I feel what you're coming from, and you're, you're dropping a lot of information and knowledge on us. Uh, we always get a lot of people that want to get into the business. What would you say? Someone, uh, we get young individuals all the time that want to get into the business. What would you say to uh, someone that's inspiring, that wants to be and get in the business, movies, right? Get, get a job. <laughs> get a job, huh? Get a job. Get a job. No other word. No other words of wisdom. <laughs> First of all, get a job, dude. Get a job because you can be unemployed for a long time in the movie business. So make sure you got a job to take care of yourself while you're trying to get into the movie business because. Dude, it ain't about it ain't about how good you are. There's just a lot of people that's in this business that are working that are not good, and a lot of people who are not working that are real good. So there is no there is no level that you can come in and say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. It don't work like that, man. It's like the same guys in the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame football. I don't know how they got there, and it's a lot of guys that are not in it that should be in it. So right, hey, it it, 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 it works out that way, man. Probably the best about it is timing is everything. Brain yes. at the right time, at the right place, but be ready. When somebody says, okay, I'll do this for you, make sure you are ready. Really I got you. ready. Really prepared, because you're only going to get one shot. You're right about that. You are right about that. You mentioned his name earlier, Quentin Tarantino. You worked with him in a, in a movie. Yeah. And, 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 um, What's your thoughts about him? As a, as a you know, he's got these movies that come out. I obviously, work with him. So what? No, Quentin. Quentin is a innovative guy, but he's the first to admit that he takes a lot of his thought process from the films that he made from the movies of the seventies, because he worked in a video store his whole young life, and he saw right. Black Caesar and Hell Hogs, Hall, and all those kind of movies. So he was in, he was looking at those kind of movies. And his, Movie style is sort of like that when he when he first came into the business, you know, hard, dirty, a little more blood than we use in those movies because he likes blood. Oh, you but, know that. Yeah. So, you know, we got we got together on uh, from Dust Till Dawn, and I came into that picture, you know, doing my thing there. So that worked out pretty good. That and was great. I love that movie. Obviously, he must like my style because, as I said, he did in Glorious Bastards, and I had already done Glorious Bastards in 1976 with Ghostface. So he made that movie. Then he came back, and I already did Ghost Style movie in the 70s with The Legend of Nigga Charlie, which was a slave, beat up his slave master, and run to the West, and became a gunfighter. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Uh, would, uh, would you like to do. Uh, a project with them in the future. Yeah, I work with anybody, man. They pay the price, pay the money, they get and, and abide by my three rules. My three rules are real simple. 
you can't kill me in a movie. After win all my fights in a movie, I can get the girl at the end of the movie if I want her. Now that's two out of three you gotta do. If you do two out of three, two out of three of those, I'm coming. If you don't do that, I ain't next because you can't buy. I ain't for sale, dog. You cannot buy me. You cannot buy my integrity. You can't buy my image. You cannot buy my integrity. I don't care how much you. You gotta do two out of those three rules, and I'm in your movie. Otherwise, I ain't interested. I hear that. That's it. Yeah, we gotta chalk that one up, LT. We gotta make sure that happens. You know what I'm saying? We get this thing moving. It's all good. It's all good. What? Tell us a little bit. We got a couple more before we let you go. Tell us. Um, you're from Gary, and of course, everyone knows Gary is a very popular locale in the United States because most definitely, most definitely, because yourself. Michael Jackson, yeah. And did you ever did you ever have a chance to meet Michael? Obviously, oh, yeah. hometown. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I met the family. Been been around them, you know. Went to some concerts. Went back, talked with them, you know. They appreciate the fact that I'm from Gary. I don't think they ever appreciate the fact that they were from Gary, but I I appreciate the fact that they're from Gary. When no, they made cool. their movie, they didn't even shoot in they didn't even shoot in Gary. They shot in Cincinnati for Gary Indiana. Really? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. So the shot right and there. And I did OG. I did OG and Gary. Wow. Wow. That's the original hammer. That's why. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Keeping it real. No doubt. Keeping it real. Hey, Keeping it real. Got it. Hey, man. All those guys. All those. All those kids that played real bad guys and real thugs. They were really bad kids in the street. Me and Jim went to midnight basketball game man and ask them all to come into the movie and you know we don't want no problems and if, if you feel you can kick out but why don't you line up and do it right now and then otherwise come out tomorrow at seven o'clock because we don't need no problems any problems we want to do take care of them right now come tomorrow with a problem we both of us are going to take you out that was great man they were great cops would come around and says hey i've been looking for him i said no no you He's working in the movie. You catch him later, you know. But right now he's in the movie. He's working for us. Kids were great, man. I mean, they uh, they were just looking for some respect, some attention, because they had nothing to do in the street. Okay, we came to town, left about uh, three three million bucks in the in the town and services and people coming and watching us. It was great. And at the time, my best buddy was Rudolph Clay, the mayor of Gary, Indiana, who just passed away. So. Gary is suffering. Wow, and, and and some a lot of people come from Gary. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, that's a, lot a good of, place to come from. It's a good yeah. place to get out of, dog. You know, that's, a, that's part of the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the motivation. Get out of Gary. <laughs> wow, it's unbelievable how many people, uh, famous people, you know, come come out of there by yeah. yourself and and the Jackson. Full speed, dude. Came out full speed. Don't get in our way. We coming out of Gary. <laughs> oh, you lied about that. Well, you in the in the bad part of town. You want to clear out as soon as you can. What part? What? Where's the good part at? There ain't no bad part. The whole damn town is done, dude. Ain't no worries, though, man. <laughs> well, you want to clear out of the state, wherever you you oh, head. Dude, just go to Chicago. Go over there, man. You know, go to Chicago. 
As a matter of fact, that's been more time in Chicago than I did in Gary. We're going to Wow. Yeah, I drove through that last year when my video camera. I was like, wow, this place is No, they got feelings. They got them. Got about half feelings on one kind of street, man. You know, yeah. you open the door and see all the way through to the backyard, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Tell us about your experience working with Jim Kelly. No, Jim Kelly was Jim Kelly was a, a real professional martial artist. Uh, he uh, he was a fairly decent actor, uh, but he believed in the martial arts, and that was his that was his spirit. That was his spirit, and that's uh, that's what kept him going. That's kind of what he wanted to do. Was he wanted to emulate Bruce Lee? He wanted to be the black Bruce Lee. So he was very serious. He was very serious to the, to the mental side of martial arts. Yeah, it was, uh, I tell you, I, lo- I loved him as well, seeing him in the movies, doing his thing, and so, and I know you had a chance to work with him, so, we definitely no, he had a chance to-, to work, no, 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 he had a chance to work with yeah. <laughs> Get it right, LP, get it right. Like, yeah, I, I gotta get it right. Yeah. I said it correctly. It's okay. There's no second person here, right, Hammer? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no second or third person here. It's first person. Yeah, it's first Kelly, me and Jim had made like 20 movies, you know, so Jim Kelly had a chance to go with us and three the hard way. Right. And then we came back and we had a little discrepancy about, you know, the acting performance of Jim. And so what they did, which I, I didn't think Jim Kelly would ever go for, they cut his tongue out and take a hard ride so he couldn't talk. So in the Western movie, he as a, as a it was an Indian fighter, martial arts Indian fighter. I mean, he got into some kind of fight and the bad guy just cut his tongue out. So I didn't think he'd go for it, but he did. So we did a movie called Take a Hard Ride in Spain. Well, that's what's good. That's what's good. It's, uh, I tell you, just, um, you've done so many different movies. You've done all over the place. Is yeah, there, a, yeah. all over this world, is there a, 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 a certain place where you're like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, I live in Rome. I live in Rome six months out of the year, man. I'm in Rome most of the time. What's so, what's so good about Rome? Attitude, attitude, the, the the respect that you get, which is just simple recognition of who you are and what you accomplish, and that's it. Based on your accomplishments in life and based on who you are, that's what that's how you that's how you're judged. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. You wouldn't yeah. say uh, any 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 place here in the states? No. No, man, because it's, it's it's not consistent. It's not consistent, man. Where, you know, where are you gonna go? Where you don't? Where you where you trust everybody? You know, no, you no. to a city where you trust everybody? No, no, not definitely not. No, especially the other people. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> the other people. All right, <laughs> uh, we we uh, we're gonna wrap. We're gonna get ready to wrap the show, but we got some quick hits. So I'm going to throw out some names, and uh, you tell me what comes to mind. Tell me your feedback on it, all right? I got it. All right. Bill Cosby. Funny as hell in serious problems right now because of his past. All right. Uh, You being kind. I like that. Uh, I was surprised. Well, um, you know, the dude got caught. There's a lot of people have been doing that for years. He just got caught. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. doubt about it. Especially back in the day, man. That was that was that was common back in the day, man. When he was, LC, they got him LC, accused of. LC, you already said. Yep. We talked about that last week. Go ahead. Yes, yeah. we did. We definitely talked about that last week. Uh, who was the underrated actor that uh, beside yourself? Yeah. Who's 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 most underrated? It could be now or it could be at, at any time. Well, you see, again, I mean, when you talk about an actor, you got to talk about somebody to stamp or something. I'm looking I at agree. all these actors, these actors out there. They're, they don't stand. They don't stand for anything. They don't. They they don't put themselves in any situation that's going to interfere with their money making career. You know. So hey, uh, I got. I got. I got to consider that about who these actors stand for. Hey. I got I got no favorites. No, okay. It don't. It could, it, it could be anybody from from back in the seventies to now. Yeah, and, me, and, me and Big Me and Big Jim and Bernie Casey. Bernie Casey, okay. And Brown, oh. me and Jim Brown, Bernie Casey. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, Fifty Cent. Uh, I thought he was smarter. The fact that he was able to make all them shows. So I'm very disappointed in the fact that he has shown he's not as smart as I thought he was. Have you seen the show Power that he's put out now? He's executive produced that. The new movie? Yeah. It, well, it's a series. It's all that. It's working for the man. Yep. He, well, I, 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 like you said before, I think he he got his shot, and he's making the most of at least in the in the in the, in the movie business or TV business. Well, whatever. First of all, you got to be smart. To, you got to be smart to make all that much money and put yourself in that position. So he proved that he was smart on one level, but not smart on another level. He couldn't sustain it. Yeah, I mean. You can't take it all home. You got to give some back, you know. <laughs> can you can you talk a little bit more to that? Because you said on one level he wasn't. Can you can you talk well, a little bit more to that? He just filed bankruptcy. He just filed bankruptcy. Did you know that? Yeah, well I, well, I think. Well, yeah, well, I think though. I'm not sure the the legalities of it, but I know he was he was talking about that recently. The way he positions his money to protect it. Yeah, so I don't know. He, if, filed, he, he filed bankruptcy. Whether or not he, whether or not he's going to give up any money or lose all his money, not important. The fact that he put himself in a position that he has to file bankruptcy shows that he wasn't very smart in one area of business. Gotcha. His area of business, his area of business of making money is superb. Holding on to it seems to be questionable. Right. Gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh. Jay Z slash Beyonce, a a a machine, a money making, living, breathing, beautiful, wonderful, money making machine. Yeah, they're doing their thing. Yeah, they're doing their thing. It's unbelievable how much. She's the machine. She is the money maker. She is the machine that makes the money. 
She can stand up there without music and sing and make the money. She is the industry, the machine, the whole kid and caboodle. Amen. She makes the musicians sound good. You ain't lying about that. <laughs> she definitely is. She's uh, she's kind of a throwback, throwback artist because she can actually sing. A lot of these artists these yes. days can't sing. Exactly. No. She can actually sing, which is... Without a question. Yeah, it was no question. And, and one more for you, Hammer, and then I'll let the yes. bread man uh, throw it at you. Uh... Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah is also a money-making machine. Uh, I, I respect Oprah. I, I, I like her a lot. I just don't like her choice of movies that she decides to make. She's a good actress. I think she can make better choices and better roles. She likes to seem to make pictures about black people suffering and I'm tired of seeing black people suffer on the screen I, you know, I'm, I'm from old school I was back in the late 40s and 50s I've seen black people suffer a long time you know mm-hmm. so so she should do something some drama because she's a damn good actress so do some drama that doesn't deal with racial politics she seems to be entrenched in making statements in racial politics yeah. She's better than that. I mean, she's already done that. Okay, we know that. We know what she stands for. She needs to broaden herself, and, and because you know, she can do it. Right. Well, she has. She has a like you said. She's got the wherewithal to do whatever she wants to do. No, she's and, talented. She's talented. But I just get tired of seeing her suffer. She's right. Color purple suffered in his last big film. She suffered. She likes to play the butler. Roles. Yeah, the butler. Yeah, yeah you're right. No. Yeah, the butler. Yeah, yeah, these are, these are movies, uh, definitely. Yeah, well, well, you know, uh, point well taken. Definitely, uh, you know, can see like where you're Spread her wings. Spread her wings and show her talent. Show her talent in another area. No doubt about it. Uh, and uh, before the brand man jumps at you, Tyler Perry. Uh, is a throwback in a negative way to Mantan Molin and Stephen Fletcher. Not my kind of guy. Mm, okay. Yeah. You don't like any any of his stuff. That's basically saying. I don't like what he's making money off of. What he's representing with the fat fat mama. I mean, I'm sick of seeing her, and it didn't work for him. <laughs> <laughs> when he tried to do an action movie about his daughter being kidnapped, that didn't work. I mean, that was turned out to be a comedy. That that was out a week. That didn't make a dime. Cause mm-hmm. he did, he played too many fat, fat bra. What's it? What's it? What's the fat bra? What's we don't even want to say it on the show. We don't even want to say it on the show. No, we don't. We, we, we don't even want to say it on the show. But we know who. <laughs> that dress needs to retire. I've been there. We yeah. we don't. We banned it from the show, so we ain't gonna go there. No. He, no, yeah, he's, he's he's beat it to death. No doubt about Wait. it. I I hear where you're coming from. He's he's beat he's beat that character. Well, he's my kind of brother, that's all. Yeah, he's been doing that character for... uh, I don't remember who he was just doing the plays. Mm -hmm. Before he came out. But you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what's really bad about it is that the brothers and sisters buy it. I know. They 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 brainwash. They brainwash. They go for it. Now, that's even more depressing than the stuff he puts out is the fact the brothers and sisters 
bias. Mm-hmm. If he would work, and then he just keep, but keep building them. That's why. That's how he built his empire, just on what yeah. he knew that society wanted. Yeah. Society at that time wanted it, and they they yeah. they, they fed on it. And he took advantage of it. He, he capitalized yeah. on it. That's the ghetto society, though. The ghetto yeah. society. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. going for that. The ghetto society is going for that. You know. No, no doubt about it. Hey, Brett, what do you got for yeah. uh, for uh, for Fred before Fred, we let Fred, him roll? I just want to thank you again for coming on the show. It seems like every time you come on the show, I got a birthday party coming, and you're going to be somewhere else out of town. You can't, you know, shine at my party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm father. I'm father than out of town, home. I'm I know that's country. right. But, you know, I don't know if LC told you I got a birthday bash in Hawaii next month, so I'm going to have to do oh, it yeah. solo. solo so I guess you're going to have to get my sick leave. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't know where I may be, though. I may be you know Hey, we're going to meet up one of these days, but I just wanted to... You know, let you know it's, it's next right. month and you're gonna be out there and you're doing your thing, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got all the bad people to kill over yeah. there. We, we, we um, we're gonna pray for you and I pray with you and just want to yeah. come on. Well, Brett, another great guest, great. I tell you, the hammer, Fred, the hammer, Williamson never disappoints because he keeps it real, whether you want to hear it or not. One hundred percent. He keeps it one hundred, as they say. So that's what I love about him. He talks about, hey, he, he he just tells you how it's going down. So you can't fault him for that. So we we thank Fred again, the Hammer, for coming on the show. We're definitely going to have him back on in the future, especially when that original gangster is going to be coming out. So and uh, what we have to do, we talk to Fred. We got to get them all on the show, Pam Greer, Jim Brown, all on the line, so we can have some fun, that'll be a really, really great show, so, but, uh, so, uh, yeah, Brad, so, man, we're gonna get ready to get on out of here, but um, you definitely had a, uh, a friend that was good friends with the Hammer, so it was good that uh, we were able to connect. So that's what's good, man. The power of the internet and the world is small because you never know who knows who. And that's what's good. Life is about friends and bringing that full circle. So with that said, my friend, we're going to wrap the show unless you got something to plug in. But we're going to wrap it. And um, until next week, stay safe, stay sound. God bless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.